Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man? I'm well. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. I'm super glad, glad to be... that, uh Glad you're calling. Glad I get the chance to wrap with you on SPK. I am super glad to be talking to you today. Uh, and I guess, what, what do you say when a band comes out with the greatest hits? That's a congratulations, right? Like, you did it. You made it to the greatest hits. Yeah, we made it to year 19. Year 1998. 19. Long time ago, man. That's true. Now, do you guys, I mean, is there going to be like a 20th year celebration to go along with this? Next year? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't really think years ahead. I think kind of, I'm sort of on the three-month plan. <laughs> I know what's happened in three months, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, well, still, congratulations just the same. Uh, for you guys, thanks, I mean... Well, thank you. Thanks okay. for playing it. You know, that's, it, it's not really a record without the support of independent radio. And, you know, FPK has been one of those stalwart radio stations, one of the few that is has been spinning old crow music for the better part of our 19 years and you're in uh, you're in close company with a very few other stations that have ever took the took that challenge of, of broadcasting old crow music and having us in to play live you know you guys are a, you guys are a, a shining beacon up there on the hill overlooking the Ohio. Well, you definitely make it easy for us. I mean, as I look you know, through the track list, I'm fairly certain that almost every single one of these songs has been in heavy rotation at some point. So uh, that's the strength of your music, though. That's just not us jumping on you know, any kind of wagon. I can say that. Well, we, we, like, uh, we like playing the kind of music we like playing. And, you know, in a live setting, we're still playing a lot of these songs from this, um, this best of recording. You know, m- most of these uh, songs were cold from the first two records and a few from the third album that we did these were all on network records mm-hmm. just like fpk taking a chance on the old crow it was hard to find a record company that was going to take a chance on the old crow medicine show in 2002 when we were um when we were beating the pavement at south by southwest looking for a deal in another in another world in a world in which we didn't have a website uh we were selling cassettes and uh and nobody had a cell phone so um, we found this Canadian record company called Network that uh, had just had success with one of my favorite bands from BC, the the Be Good Tanyas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were looking to expand uh, their 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 developing Americana roster back in an era before Americana meant anything um, uh, more than quilting patterns. <laughs> And, and it should be said, I mean, this Greatest Hits is just the network years. Your, your most your recent two albums aren't represented on this, but I suppose that sets you up for a, a volume two at some point. Everything I learned, I learned by listening to Bob Dylan. So um, to me, the Greatest Hits, is, it's got to start. You have to have it at some point. Bob did it in the, still in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bob had, Bob had been rocking and rolling for about nine years before his greatest hits records came out, and that's another era. I mean, I when I was a kid, I cut my teeth on Stevie Wonder Greatest Hits Volume One, and that record was released when Stevie Wonder was 18 years old. Wow! You know, it's all the Motown sound. It's all R&B Detroit Motown. So you know, you don't even get into you know the funky stuff. Right. It's just. It's beautiful. A lot, of, a lot of wonderful harmonica playing. But anyhow, that's an era in which your greatest hits came out relatively quickly. We've kind of shot away from it because, you know, we, we want to write new songs. And we've got a big year ahead of us. We've got a lot of things cooking. Um, but this is one of those deals where, where you kind of get to rest on your laurels a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, 
I know y'all love your racehorses up there. Mm-hmm. These songs are kind of like, like uh, you know, cigar, or one of those old, uh, one of those old thoroughbreds that they bring out, and you get your picture made with them, and then they bring them back home to the barn, and you rest. I mean, and, and you're right though, because some bands they kind of they don't look at the um, greatest hits as a as a thing they want to get behind. But I mean, as you're going through the history and everything, I mean, those were so important uh, at some point. I mean, the Dylan greatest hits that you're talking about, I believe that had um, didn't that have positively on it? I mean, that was the new song. It became yeah. a greatest hits in itself. That was the only way you could get positively Fourth Street. Yeah, was on that record. I yeah, mean, you know, the greatest hits was often a way to get one song that you couldn't get. And then, you know, it becomes sort of a franchise. Like, for Bob, it meant, you know, you got, you got the first one. The second one's a double record. Uh, and then you go on and on. And now they're, now these greatest, now these are box sets. You know, then you get some right. of the box set thing. So I feel like that's probably the next step. We, we recorded so many, many songs for Dave Rawlings. I mean, 25, 50. Lots and lots of traditional music. Uh, we have songs from... We just have a lot of stuff because we've been together for 19 years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all sorts of outtakes and all sorts of live things and radio shows and just uh, the ephemera of, of 20 years on the highway uh, produces you know, quite a lot of tape. Well, I can't wait to hear more of that. Um, of course, that's a nice seg, though, because two songs uh, from your past did make the greatest hits, two uh, previously unreleased songs that I guess that you guys have been playing live for a while, but... Black-haired Keb- uh, Quebecois, which is completely fun to say on the air, and a great song, and Heart in the Sky, uh, another beautiful song. I mean, I am so surprised that these songs didn't make the record just because they are so good. Well, thanks. They're, those are real old. I mean, both those songs I wrote in the 90s. Uh, one, the, the Canadian one, Critter and I wrote together in about 98, and then Heart in the Sky was maybe the winner of the 97 before the turn. These were... These were old songs. When we got to Nashville, we didn't want to play original music. We wanted to be the best damn string band that the world had ever seen. We wanted the streets of Nashville to hum with traditional music. It was almost like a loyalty oath. Everybody kept stopping by and saying, where are your original songs? And we said, man, forget that. The best songs have all been written. The best stories have all been told. Let's, let's go back to the source material and unearth these gems. So we would sing songs from Carpet Alley in Louisville. You know, we would sing these, these, these jug band tunes from Clifford Hayes and the Louisville Jug Band. Uh, and we'd sing them in Louisville. And it just felt like a, it was a really powerful force. Um, but slowly we acclimated to this idea that, oh, well, let's, let's be songwriters too. And so a lot of the early songs we recorded were really old, were songs like Wagon Wheel or Heart Up in the Sky or Take Them Away. These were songs that, um, that we had written when we were teenagers and, and had sort of left in our teenage years because in our early 20s, we wanted to play trad. It, you know, that was like, that was kind of punk rock to us, was mm-hmm. playing severely old-time string band music really fast, really, really crazy. <laughs> Which has uh, served you guys well. But, I mean, in, in the whole scheme of it, you became great songwriters. I don't, I don't Somebody know. out there in Portland, What's that? Somebody out there in Bullock knows what I'm talking about. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some young, young punk banjo player who knows exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, man, screw your catalog, man. 
you know, play some Charlie Poole. That stuff was revolutionary in its yeah. time. What what do you got to say? That well, so yeah, we we did. We turned into pretty good songwriters, and this collection has some good songs on it. And uh, and on we go. And on you go. And what does that mean? I mean, uh, I know you probably can't make any kind of uh, official statement here, but you know, it's been three years now since the. Uh, the last official studio album, so I got to imagine there's another one, you know, cooking or baking or something. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a busy year ahead of us. Uh, the first thing that's happening is uh, is uh, I'm proud to announce a Louisville date. It's on uh, uh, June the second, and it's at the new uh, Louisville. Uh, what's it? That is it called the. Uh, the Iroquois Amphitheater. That's right, the Iroquois Amphitheater. It's going to be a great place yeah, for you guys. Yeah. yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've, we've spent the past couple of years tearing it up down at the Palace. And, uh, you know, I love playing outdoors. And I love playing out of doors um, when you get a whole bunch of hillbillies from Indiana in the house. <laughs> so uh, we'll be up there uh, for that, uh, that season in the early, early summer, late spring. Um, and we'll be promoting our new album, which is um, called 50 Years of Blonde on Blonde. That's uh, a, a live live double album that we made in uh, in the spring of 2016, celebrating this record, this seminal record made by Bob Dylan in 1966 uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, pop music's first double album, Nashville's first rock and roll record, a really important album. And so we've put our own spin on it, and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, really I, proud of this one. I can't wait to hear that, and I can't wait to see you guys at the uh, the Iroquois Amphitheater too. It's uh, going to be a great one. Uh, Catch, it's been so great talking to you. And again, congratulations on 19 years, on a greatest hits, on everything that uh, the future has in store. Well, thanks. I just want to close with one more comment. I was up there in Louisville just last week mm-hmm. at my favorite little bookstore, and I was listening to WFTK on the way up, and then I pulled in at Carmichael. And uh, my wife, Lydia Peel, has her, her first, her debut novel is out. It's called The Midnight Cool. And you can pick it up at Carmichael's right there. Greatest little book shop anywhere in Jefferson County, Kentucky. Awesome. That's, uh, that's great. I, I'll look for the book. I'm in Carmichael's all the time. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Congrats on that as well. Send our, uh, send our love to your wife. Okay, man. Thanks, WFPK. Thanks for spinning the old crow for all these years. All right. And being a you. part of our, our best of release. And Appreciate we'll keep it. being there. I promise that. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right, take it easy. Take care. Peace. Bye.